When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sesternino and I'm back with another survivor burning question. And uh, we are really getting down to it. Less than a month to go here in Survivor 44. And I want to talk a little bit about what we saw this week here with the rice negotiation, of course. It's the time of the season when Survivor players need to face off with the Survivor Negotiator-in-Chief to start to figure out just exactly how many players need to sit out of the immunity challenge in exchange for a large bag of rice. And as we've seen over these last few years, this is a classic part of every Survivor season. Survivor, there are already certain markers that the smart player has identified. Today is another one of those markers. Since what? Now, the rice negotiation is certainly an addition in the new era. Survivors have been sitting out of challenges for food for quite some time. This week's burning question, I want to explore what we can learn about the players who sit out for food and how this part of the game has evolved in a pretty interesting way. Now, the concept of tempting the Survivor players with food is actually nothing new, though originally Jeff would try to tempt Survivor players from stepping down from individual immunity challenges with food. Like, remember that time in Survivor Borneo when Jeff tried to get the final three to step down from a game for a million dollars with orange slices? Oh, don't even try and grab it. We can't hit, we can't but take hold a it. whiff, take a whiff. Ah, I thought we could just we hold it. Really no. It. You know, when you're finished, they'll be here for you. We saw over the years how uh, Jeff would try to get the different players to give up a shot at immunity with other delicious food temptations. There will be some temptations along the way. If you want to jump off and miss out on it, go right ahead. I'll take my clothes off for chocolate and peanut butter. Get the girls some chocolate and peanut butter probes. But it was in Survivor Panama that they tried something different to tempt the Survivor players. For the first time, Survivor players were offered a chance to give up their shot at immunity before the challenge got started. In Survivor Panama, episode 10 is named Fight for your life or eat. Not the catchiest title, but you get the idea. It's day 24 and it's the final eight and Jeff's there in his cowboy hat and he welcomes Aris back from Exile Island to set up the immunity challenge. Everybody gets a nut and a shell. And if you wanted to compete for immunity, 
You hold up the nut, and if you wanted to eat cheeseburgers and fries, you open your hand with the shell. And wouldn't you know it, the only people that chose to compete for the immunity necklace were Terry and Sally, the two players who were most at risk of going home, and Aris, who took it upon himself to sacrifice his chance at eating to try to beat Terry. All right, it's Terry, Aris, and Sally fighting for immunity while Shane, Danielle, Courtney, Suri, and Bruce chow down and enjoy the show. Aris took on the hero role to try to be the person for Kasaya to beat Terry that day and ultimately came up short as Terry won immunity and the feast abruptly ended. Now, back then, Jeff would offer you the chance to eat in exchange for sitting out, but that decision came with a price. In addition to giving up your chance at immunity, you also signaled to the entire tribe that you felt confident that you weren't going home. Sally, gotta be a little frustrating. It's so frustrating. I mean, people who are confident in this game get to be confident. And you know what, if they're secure in that, more power to them. This innovation at the time was a pretty clever trick by the Survivor producers. It allowed the players at the bottom to increase their chances to pull off an immunity win and stick around. And it's also designed to be a little bit of a truth serum designed to get players to reveal how comfortable they feel within the tribe. Somebody needs to go home at Tribal Council and everybody who is eating is pretty confident that it's not going to be them. In some ways, it's another version of the old coconut chop challenge where players got to signal whether they or not they felt like that they were vulnerable at the vote. Now, Survivor would continue to do this for many years with a ton of other memorable instances. And each time that the players would sit out of the challenge, Jeff would make it a point to highlight the selfishness of the player who sat out and put a spotlight on their perceived overconfidence in the game and try to get some drama out of that. In Redemption Island, Boston Rob kept his tribe on such a short leash that they all needed to participate. Rob thought this was the ultimate show of loyalty to make all of Ometepe participate in the challenge, even though they were all hungry, except for Philip. In Survivor Blood versus Water, at the final seven, Tyson changed the calculus on the whole eat or compete question. Tyson turned the perceived negatives of being seen as selfish and overconfident to his advantage. And Tyson and his fellow coconut bandit, Jervis, they bonded all throughout the game by a similar philosophy of eating mass quantities wherever possible. But with Sierra in the middle of him and Jervis and Hayden and Caleb, Tyson used this opportunity when Sierra set out of the challenge to use this as an us versus them wedge against Hayden and Caleb. But you get the idea of eat versus compete at this point. I do want to highlight one other interesting challenge sit out proposition. The survivors were in really rough shape in Survivor Second Chance, especially one person in particular. Terrible. Many of us hadn't eaten in days. We hadn't been dry in days. And then I actually, in the middle of the night last night, had severe gastrointestinal distress. And you can hashtag that. Jeff tells the Survivor players that they are going to build them an improved shelter if five players can sit out of the challenge. Now, this is the first time that the idea of a quorum of individuals sitting out of the immunity challenge can benefit the group. They did this selection by giving all the players a black rock and a white rock, and it wasn't on a volunteer basis. 
Things must have been so bad that it was only two people, the late, great Keith Nail and Joe Anglum, who ended up competing in the challenge, which Joe won. This is the vote where Jeremy had to play his immunity idol on Steven. More on that vote in last week's burning question. But Survivor was changed forever in David versus Goliath when Angelina had the audacity to be so bold as to try to open up a negotiation with Jeff Probst for more rice for the tribe. You got to start low. You always start low. If you know negotiation, that's what you do. Okay. Now, this was not the first negotiation that Jeff had been at with a Survivor player, and he has a counter offer for Angelina. ...is willing to risk their shot at immunity. I'll provide enough rice to get you to the end. Rationed rice, though, not in abundance. So, is there anybody... Jeff here is only looking for but one survivor to sit out of the challenge, and Angelina becomes that one person to sit out and makes the ultimate sacrifice. And Angelina wasn't going to let anybody forget it. I got rice for the entire trap yesterday by not playing immunity because I'm being who I am out here and I'm staying true to myself. Angelina and the rice negotiation is not just another great Angelina moment from Survivor or David versus Goliath, but it becomes an inflection point for the entire franchise. When Survivor enters the new era of the 26-day game, Survivor is looking for ways to say that the game is tougher than ever. So we're not going to give them any food. But we do reach a point in the game when the players need to eat something. Enter the rice negotiation. Born of Angelina's selfless sacrifice to give up her chance at immunity to provide for the group, Jeff is going to be looking for four contestants to sit out starting in Survivor 41. Challenge, you can opt out in exchange for a single portion of rice. Now, this is kind of interesting. I don't remember the players having the opportunity to get these individual jars of rice to take back to the tribe. Probably would have been like an awkward situation about who gets to use the pot first. Uh, but really, we're looking at the big prize, the big bag of rice. Enough rice for everybody for three days. Ooh. How many is multiple? Well, that's what we're negotiating. To answer Heather's question, how many is multiple? Jeff wanted seven. Shan said five. And the players had to figure out who it would be. Shan, in perhaps the best position in the game, steps out first. Nasir follows because he says he hates seeing everybody starving. Jeff ends up laying out the proposition. You're asking yourselves, do I trust this group enough that if I sacrifice, they will not vote me out tonight. Xander is willing to step out as well if Jeff will lower his asking price down to four. You are understanding how dangerous this game is, and you are petrified to give it up. This feels like a great compromise. So we have Shan, who's running the game and has an idol. You have Nasir, solid position, and he has an idol. Xander... He's near the bottom, but he just flipped on Evie and Tiffany, and he has an idol too. Finally, Ricard, another player in a really strong position, he's going to be the fourth person to sit out of the challenge. The question is, is there enough trust to make this work? Let's get started. 
Is this the trust exercise that Jeff thinks it is? We have the players in the best positions and or with the idols who are going to be sitting out of the challenge. Ultimately, Evie's going to win the immunity challenge and it's Tiffany who's going to be the one to go home. While it might have helped clear a path for Evie to have a better chance to win immunity, it was still one of the players at the bottom who went home that night as the safer players were all the ones to sit out. And additionally, none of the players who sat out seemed to even be considered for getting voted out at that tribal council. Now, on Survivor 42, it's day 16 again, and you know what that means. Jeff is going to break the fourth wall and tell us about what's going to happen again. History is merely an indicator of what might happen in the future. Next season, the monster may have a much, much bigger appetite. Uh, the monster has a pretty consistent appetite, uh, I've, I've seen. Okay, so Jonathan asks how many people have to step out. And they throw around a bunch of numbers before they arrive at four again. Lindsay and Drea, they're the first players to volunteer to sit out. Both are in pretty strong positions in the middle. Drea has a bunch of advantages as well. Now, Marianne is a person who is uh, somewhat at the bottom. She's the third player to sit out. She's not in the greatest position, but she's not in a ton of imminent danger and she has an idol. But Marianne puts on the waterworks and she guilts somebody in Omer to sitting out of the challenge. I could be going home because of this decision, but to know that I'm giving a chance for you guys to move forward, like, please, just like in your heart, just do it, please. Like, I'm begging you. I'll do it. But ultimately, it's the players on the bottom, Tori, Chanel, and Romeo, that all end up playing along with some of the people that are the best challenge competitors. Jonathan, Mike, and hi, even Roxroy end up competing. Tori wins immunity, and the tribe gets the bag of rice, and Chanel ends up going home. And all the players who sat out were perfectly safe. So, Survivor 43, let's jump ahead and again, look what day it is. So it's day 16. And Jeff is going to explain how the rice negotiation works to the Survivor 43 players. The established price for this rice in this new era is five players, still less than half of you. Sitch, wait, it was four. It was four is the established price. That's what it was. James is asking for four players. Jeff says, no, can't do that. Can't do that. It was inflation. All right, five players now. Sammy, James, Carla, and Jesse are all part of the group, the seven that just voted Dwight out at the last vote. They are the first four people to jump out and say that they will sit out of the challenge. James tells Owen, hey, Owen, you're good. Owen doesn't bite, gets kind of annoyed too. And it ends up being another member of the Alliance of Seven, Cassidy, who joins the group to sit out. So five people from the majority alliance all sit out of the challenge. It makes sense. They're the players who feel like they're going to be in the game the longest. They're going to be here. They need the rice. Now, at this point in the game, the alliance lines were pretty clearly drawn with Owen and Janine being the players most in danger. Owen goes on to win immunity, and that night, Janine gets voted out. And that brings us back to Survivor 44, where actually, for the first time, it's day 17, and it's time for another rice negotiation. Now, what the players should realize at this point 
is that the only players who are going to sit out of the challenge is the ones that feel like they have some degree of comfort. In Survivor 43, it was more clear where everybody stood, but there is information that the players should be watching out for here, especially in a season where the numbers and the alliances are murky. Interestingly, it's Heidi who's speaking for the group. The person who's the foreman of the negotiation is typically a player who feels like they have enough of a secure position that they feel like that they are able to speak for the tribe. We saw Shan, Jonathan, James being the players who were the most vocal people in the past, people who were at the top of the pecking order, not somebody who might have been perceived to be at the bottom with Soka being down in the numbers, allegedly. Heidi is leading the conversation, trying to get the numbers to four. Lauren volunteers. Now, we know that Lauren was on the wrong side of the numbers, but she thinks that it was just a fluke idol play that caused Brandon to go home. Carson, he volunteers next. He knows he's safe. He needs the rice, too. And he sits out as well. Kane, after a lot of hesitation, like Lauren, puts his faith in being in a good position with the Tikas. And then finally, Heidi ends up being the fourth person to give in. Now, for the people on Ratu, when Heidi sits out, this should have been a big red flag for them that either Heidi has an idol which we've seen players like Xander in the past who were not in great position, but did have an idol offer to sit out like Marianne as well, or that the numbers are not what they seem to be because people who are at the bottom do not sacrifice for the tribe. If a player knows they're leaving, they don't have that incentive structure to make the tribe get rice. This is a big thing that we've been overlooking in the modern rice negotiation that used to be part of the eat or compete. But there's something else. I think we've lost the plot of sitting out of the challenge for food. Let's take a look at those willing to sacrifice. For the community, almost half the tribe is going to give up their shot at certainty tonight. Originally, the survivor players were tempted in a common way. The instant gratification of a hamburger versus the long-term benefit of taking out the competition. When survivors selected the instant gratification, it created conflict among the tribe. Aris can be pissed that nobody's helping him beat Terry. People can be annoyed at Coach for eating pizza, for being selfish. And Jeff can really drive home, oh, look who's feeling so comfortable that they didn't even need to compete when we go to tribal. Now, it's all twisted around. It used to be the unselfish move to compete in the challenge. You were giving up your chance to eat by staying focused on the long-term goal. Now, you're the hero when you sit out of the challenge. By reversing the moral incentives, Survivor has introduced an element of false nobility in sitting out of the challenges, which diminishes the significance of the player's decisions and the intensity of potential interpersonal conflicts. While the show's creators tried to add depth to the game by shifting the focus to collective trust and a sense of sacrifice, the unintended consequence has been the dampening of the vibrant and engaging drama 
that once characterized a classic survivor dilemma. And for Pete's sake, give these people some rice, okay? Because if you go back across the history of the show, you know what? 90% of the survivor fights are about how to cook the rice. Who's eating the most rice? Uh, who's getting the crispy rice? Let them have rice. You won't regret it. One thing I don't regret is taking on the responsibility to make this series here with you every single week. I've had a ton of fun with these burning questions. I love getting your feedback. Can't wait to see where we go from here as we get to the final eight. Thank you so much for joining us for another edition of the Survivor Burning Question. We appreciate it when you subscribe to our YouTube channel and to the podcast feed. Rob has a website.com slash subscribe for the links to all things Rob as a podcast. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye.